1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
2: If you have your Bibles with you on this morning, Kettering, and you should, I want to invite your attention to the 27th division of Psalm, Psalm 27. And whether you're here in the sanctuary or whether you're listening via live stream when you uh, reach Psalm 27, if you let us know you're there by saying amen, praise the name of the Lord, Psalm 27. Psalm 27 reads as follows. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom or even what shall I fear? Would you skip with me over to verse 13 and it says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we need you this morning to preach what thus saith the Lord. Father, I'm praying that you would begin to plow up the rough places of the hearts that the seed that's sown on this morning might fall on good ground. That if there's anybody that doesn't know you in the pardon of their sin, that this will be the day that they come to give their heart and their life truly to you. Father, I'm praying that that one who's struggling, that one who feels alone would know today they're not alone. That you would encourage that discouraged person. Lord, I'm praying for the drifter, the one who's walked out of fellowship with you. I'm praying, God, that you would draw them by the preaching of your gospel back to your presence. But Lord, in the midst of all that I do here on this morning, as I stand as a vessel in your hand to accomplish your will, Lord, it is my prayer that your name would get glory out of all that transpires as a result of this preaching. So Lord, glorify yourself in the midst of your people and we will worship you. We will adore you. We will praise your holy and adorable name. Here I am, Lord, use me. According to your sovereign will, have your way in and through me, and guide and direct even my footsteps and my tongue, that it might be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. This psalm, Psalm 27, is... A Psalm of David, and in the Hebrew language and the Chaldean language, it is titled simply Ler David, which means for David. So as we read this prayerful psalm, we literally now have a deeper understanding that David writes this psalm for himself. For David, perhaps, like so many of us, has found himself, as life has occasion to do, in a dark place that he cannot escape on his own, but he finds himself in this darkness that only God can bring him out of. Somebody ought to say amen. Because life has this unusual pattern of plunging us and thrusting us into dark places and if the truth be told there are some listening this morning some sitting here in the congregation this morning who may be right there this morning in a dark place that life has pushed you into now Mac made you look a little better this morning Maybelline made you look a little better The barber, the beautician made you look a little better. Versace, Louis, and all the rest of his crew made you look a little better on the outside, but on the inside, you're in a dark place. And David has uh, no doubt found himself similarly in a place Like that, and in this Psalm 27, he opens it up by declaring that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Can I talk to somebody right here? Because right there in the introduction of the Psalm, David gives watch this the malady and the remedy. I'm in a dark place, but I've got the remedy, the Lord. And the Lord is my light because when you're in a dark place, the remedy to the darkness is light. Lord, help me here. In other words, the salvation, the deliverance from darkness is light. And David says, the Lord is my light. And he's my salvation because I can't get out of this darkness except and unless the Lord do it. I'm preaching now. Can I say that when you're in a dark place, dark situations have come in your life, that your salvation, your deliverance, your way out is light. And what better light to have than the light of the world? David says the Lord is my light and he 's my salvation he 's my deliverance he 's my way out of this dark place. There have been many occasions that i i like i like working on stuff and i 'm always working on stuff and so there's been a lot of times when i'm I'm working on something and i'm, I'm either like under under the counter working on some you know plumbing or something, or I'm under the hood of a car or under the bottom of the car, working on something, doing something. And, and oftentimes, or, or maybe I'm in, you know, like a dark, tight little spot, dark spot or something. I'm working on something, doing something. And, and in, in those times, um, what, I, what I do is when I can't see, um, when I'm under the hood of the car, when I'm underneath the car, when I'm under the sink and I'm trying to look up and reach the pipe to find out where the leak is coming from. And I, and I can't see what I've learned how to do that instead of continuing to work, I've learned this, this. I learned this a long time ago, but I learned how to call for somebody to bring me a light. Lord help me, Jesus. I, 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 I work off the times. I'm at my mom's house and I'm working, doing something in her house. And I, and she always asks me, can I do anything? And I'm saying, Ma, you really can't do anything. But, but when I get to that place, I say, you know what? You can reach me a light. Help me somebody when I'm at home and my wife is standing around and or she's doing something else because she knows I can handle it. But then I'll call her, interrupt her from whatever she's doing and I'll call her and I'll say, I need some light because I, I'm working on this issue. I'm working on this thing, but I can't see. So I need some light because if I keep working, listen, if I keep working and I can't see, I'm going to mess up what I'm working on. I'm really talking about you right now. Uh, uh, you, you see, what, what, we, what we've got to understand is that we're in, when we're in the darkness, ain't no need to keep moving. You need to wait until you get some light so you can see your way out. Y'all still here with me? In this psalm, David reminds us that we have these life situations that bring us darkness. Uh, the darkness of finances, the darkness of family, the darkness of managing the home and sickness and disease. All kinds of things, just darkness. and Sometimes just the darkness of depression loneliness, you know, just going through stuff. And so in this case, um he gives us um in his prayer and, and I kind of look at this psalm almost as a prayer because what he he starts off in it with praise to God and then he gets in the middle of it and he starts to lay out petitions for God. And then at the end he starts to give us a plan for the problem and the provisions of God so he kind of lays it all out that way and so I kind of skipped the the petitions part I just started with the praise the Lord is my light and my salvation that's praise but then I skipped down to the end because I wanted to to get down to the 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 results of the problem and and how to how to remedy what's the plan for the problem that we have uh, and so I, I want to talk to you on this morning for just a little while from the subject matter escaping the darkness, escaping the darkness. Now, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm just trying to be obedient to the Lord on this morning. And I'm watching God pull all the pieces together slowly, but surely. Um, and I, I'm i just under the belief that somebody needs to hear how to escape the darkness you've been to the medicine cabinet and the medicine cabinet didn't help you escape the darkness you've been to the bar and the bar didn't help you escape the darkness you've been some of y'all didn't go to the bar when i say bar i'm not talking about necessarily the the club bar i'm talking about like the bar in the house you know like Where you keep your juices and stuff. in the Some of the the refrigerator is the bar for some of y'all. But you've been there to the bottle and the bottle didn't help. And the weed didn't help even though it might be legal. It didn't help. It didn't bring you out of the darkness. You've been here and you've been there and it didn't bring you out of the darkness. You've tried this and you've tried that. And it has not allowed you to escape the darkness. You're still managing or trying to manage being in the darkness, not knowing which way to go and how to get out. Let me talk to somebody. You're you're standing at a crossroad and you've got a decision to make and you don't know whether to go left or to go right. And it 's dark, and you 're waiting for God to tell you something, and he hadn 't answered yet, but you're you 're still there in the darkness and and time is running out on some folk, and you feel like the clock is ticking, and i 've got to make a decision: what am I going to do and i, I, I but it 's dark and i can't i can 't see where i 'm going, and so what am I going to do? to escape this darkness so that I can get to where I need to get to. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. Um, I, what David says as a, 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 a mechanism, an answer uh, to our plan is that first of all, we need to believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord. Talk, talk talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me. Um, he, it's, it's right here. He says, in, in, in verse number 13, he says, I would have lost heart Unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Let me, let me teach for just a moment. As you look in your Bible there in verse number 13, um, you will see that those first words, I would have lost heart, are in italics. I'm just teaching right now. Those words are in italics. What that means is that that has been added by the editor for clarity of the text. That is not part of the original text. It, the, the italics part has been added to the text so that it can clarify in your reading process your understanding of the text. The problem sometimes with these additions and italics additions to the text is that they they rob the text of its wealth of of way of speaking because in this particular occasion it might not just be a losing of heart that you have a problem with. It might be some other things and so if I can if I can just um, bypass it for just a moment but 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 look what he says he says I would have lost heart and, and in, in essence what the, what the editor says is I, I would have lost heart I would have given up I would have given up if I had not believed uh, I, I, would have, uh, I, I would have I would have thrown in the towel if I uh, had not believed uh, uh, maybe another way of leaning in on this is where would I be If I, if I had not believed when I was going through the darkness, if I didn't have the belief that I would have seen the goodness of the Lord. Can I take somebody back to some real dark place? And now you look back on it and you say, if it had not been for the fact. That I had faith enough to believe that this wasn't the end of my road, but rather that I saw that God could bring me out of this thing. I don't know where I would be. There's a whole lot of ways of leaning in on this, but the authors or the editors have tried to help us by saying I would have lost heart. No, it could have been a whole lot of other things that could have happened. But, but nevertheless, what he says here in, in the text, what he, what he says here in verse 13, he says, uh, Unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, the, the, the David uh, says, look, uh, I was in a dark place. And when you're in a dark place, if you're going to escape the darkness you've got to look ahead with faith and expectation help me god with the belief that you're going to see the goodness of the lord Stay, stay here with me because I know a lot of folks have already resolved. I'm not going, this ain't going to end until I go to heaven, but no, you need to understand God has plans to bring you out of darkness and to allow you to experience abundant life. Now I, I've got to believe that, that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is Lord help me here, you've got to believe that God is a light and he is a light that's essentially powerful enough to move you out of the darkness that you're in. I've got to to believe that I'm I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living because right now all I see is darkness. All I see is headache and heartache. All I see is confusion. All I see is misery. All I see is pain. But I believe that trouble ain't going to last always. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. You're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And if I can just slow us down for a moment, and, and, and I, want you to, I want you to practice this with me. I want you to practice uh, moving yourself to a place where you can begin believing that you a matter of fact, let me just plant it in your mind right now that, that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord. Can I talk to somebody here this morning? I feel like I need to almost walk up and slap you on the shoulder. You are going to see. Not not might. Not not might. This is not a might. This This is absolute. You are going to see. I know it's dark right now. I I know nobody else knows about your therapy sessions. I know nobody else knows about the tears you cry at night. But I'm sent by God to tell you, you are going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that this trouble, this darkness is not going to overshadow your life forever. No, no. God is on his way. You got to believe that. I want you to believe that. I want you to believe. I want you to believe I'm not going to be in debt all the time. I'm, I'm not going to be in trouble all the time. I'm, I'm not going to be in this place all the time. I'm not going to be miserable all the time. Somebody need to raise their hands towards heaven and say, thank you, God, because I believe that this ain't going to be forever. I believe I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that's, that's, that's David's first Encouragement to us in his plan for us to escape the darkness. Secondly, he says in verse 14, he says, wait on the Lord. Um, This idea has been resonating in me for weeks and weeks and weeks. Wait. On the Lord. Um. David shares great wisdom in his plan for escaping darkness by telling us to wait. Stay here with me. Think think with me for just a moment. You're in the middle of a dark place. You can't see anything. You have two options. You can grope your way through the darkness and risk the danger of whatever that's in the darkness that may be harmful to you. Or, you can just stand still and wait for the light to come on. Stay here, right, right here, right here. Many of folk have groped their way through the darkness only to, to find that they have made the dark situation darker. Lord have mercy. Or, they've moved deeper into the darkness and not closer to the light. But if the Lord is my light, and he is, then I've got to not only believe that I'm going to see his goodness in this land, but I've got to wait on him to bring the deliverance and the light that I need to get out of this mess. Are y'all still here? Uh, The word that we use in the text when he says, when David says, wait on the Lord, this is not the picture of one who is sitting idly by doing nothing and twiddling their thumbs. No, Uh, it's not that. It's not that image. The the image that I want you to see, it's one who is waiting with confident expectation. Lord, help me. Uh, in other words, it is uh, it, it is being in a position or a disposition where you can say, "I know that he's coming." God, have mercy. I I need you to preach that to yourself this morning I know that he's coming I I know that he's coming I'm waiting I'm standing here waiting but I I know he's coming it's like when I'm underneath the car and I've asked my wife or I've asked somebody to bring me the light I I don't need to keep working on nothing I don't need to to fret anymore I just lay there and I wait with great expectation that my wife or whomever I've asked for the light I'm waiting and I know they're going to bring the light. Lord have mercy. And I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm, I'm waiting with anticipation. I'm waiting with expectation. There's no doubt in my mind because I know that the light is coming. I need you to preach to yourself this morning and say that with me. I know he's coming. If you're in darkness this morning, you tell yourself, you tell the devil while the devil is trying to convince you that this is your plight, that this is how it's going to be. You need to tell him with all the authority you can muster up. Oh, no, I know he's coming. I I know my God is coming. I know the light is coming. I'm not staying in this dark place. No, I know he's coming. You've got to have that kind of confidence. That's that's the weight on the Lord confidence that that David is talking about here in the text. I know that. God is coming and 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 so this this weight on the Lord I, I, what does it look like pastor what what does this weight on the Lord look like well it looks like uh, one who is still and has no anxiety Woo! I'm trying to I'm trying to give you a, a picture of of be still and and wait on the Lord I'm
1: Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church Family Minister in the Spirit of Excellence.